Hello, friend. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast today. Whether you're a longtime listener or if this is your first time or first time in a long time, welcome. Thank you so much for investing your time as a listener today. I've got to be honest, I'm ecstatic about sharing with you the thought that God has laid on my heart for this week. We're going to jump right into it in just a moment. I'd made mention yesterday, I've got to complete a story for you. I had what you could call a thorn in the flesh. I had it all the way from my youngest years. The first words I was able to speak almost into the beginning of my teenage years, I had a little bit, or you could say a lot of bit, of a speech impediment. I mentioned yesterday that I avoided certain words that required me to make sounds or use certain letters of the alphabet. It really was an embarrassment. The fact that I'm now hosting a radio program that plays across America and the world, yes, it could seem a little amusing now, but it wasn't when I was 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I had this issue, and there were those that got a chuckle sometimes. Some immature young people, maybe. Some that poked fun at my inability to pronounce certain words correctly. One moment in particular comes to mind. I was playing after church with children my age at the diminutive age of five, just a little boy. I couldn't find one of my friends, so I turned to some older boys standing next nearby and asked where this girl was. I said, where's Summer at? Where's Summer? But that's not quite what it sounded like to those boys. When I was calling that girl's name, Summer, the closest approximation might be this. Where's Summer? You see, I couldn't pronounce my R's well at all. They often turned into W's. Summer. Summer. Later in life, I learned that the R sound... It's best pronounced further back in your throat instead of at the front with the lips. But I didn't know that. I couldn't understand that. My mouth could not form the R sound correctly. And at this specific moment, I was embarrassed. Became the butt of hurtful words and less than kind imitations at that moment. To the point that I can remember that event from decades ago right now. In what seemed to be a moment, the ancient adage about sticks and stones couldn't have seemed more false. Words did hurt, as I discovered. And I learned a valuable lesson that day because how I use my voice, it matters. How you use your voice, it matters. Recently, I was asked to teach a class of children at a church that I was at recently with my wife and everyone, us as well, we seemed to be having a grand time. Everyone was engaged and talkative. During the lesson, everyone was well-behaved, but question and answer time and the game time and everything, we were having a great time. All I should say, except one boy of around eight or nine years old, his 15 or so classmates more than made up for his lack of chattiness, but After the class ended, I avoided other entanglements and struck up a somewhat one-sided conversation with this young man. He didn't want to talk, and soon it became clear. The reason was, this child suffered from a very similar difficulty as I once had. 
when I was his age. I dropped to one knee, looked him square in the eye, and told him in no uncertain terms that his impediment does not define him. I could tell it bothered him immensely to even talk to me, someone that wanted to and was showing time and care, I should say, giving him time. What he does, despite that struggle, was what mattered. That's what I told him. Now, I certainly have no corner on the market of inspiration, but the look in his eyes as he stopped looking at the floor and began to meet my gaze, honestly, it was moving. He began to say a few words and converse with me a little while, only a few, but the look on his face and the confidence in the set of his shoulders as he walked out of the room after our conversation was dramatically different than the entire time before that. May I say the same to you, friend, through a verse of scripture? 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, keep that thought with you as we progress further along this path. Have you ever pondered that the same fire that revitalizes the cold and the feeble can subsequently grow out of control and consume vast swaths of a forest. The same weapon that protects American freedoms in the hands of a U.S. soldier can be turned to evil uses and cut down innocent lives. At times, the weather that brings golden sunshine and a wealth of beauty can turn with almost no warning clouds form, storms brew, and the tornadoes rain and hail can rend and destroy. Sadly, in much the same way, your tongue, my tongue, that same tongue that heaps praises on those that please us, can so soon cut and wound and maim those that anger us. It's no wonder that the Bible explains to us a verse that we read earlier in the week, James 3, 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Before we dive into this message and the culmination of it in earnest, would you join me in listening to this song that I believe God led me to, especially for today? This song called, I Can Tell the World. Instead of berating our brethren, we should be proclaiming the love of God to a lost world. So enjoy this song, I Can Tell the World. I can tell the world by Jesus has saved me. By his power he changed me. And now I'm born. Marvelous the grace and mercy that sought me. With his love he bought me and saved my soul and saved my soul. Wonderful Below, I'll sing of the glory 
One of the best ways to tell the world the sweet story of his wonderful love is by using gospel tracks. As you may know, we will supply you, our ministry will supply you with tracks on our website, BibleTracksInc.org, at absolutely no charge. If you've never ordered our sample packet, I'd recommend highly that you do so. Each packet will display the wide variety of tracks we currently offer. Please, sincerely, take advantage of this opportunity and help Bible Tracks, Inc. tell the world. Would you now, though, concentrate your mind on the matter at hand? I truly believe, I firmly believe, God has a thought for us today. If we'll tune our ears to hear, our tongues, your tongue, my tongue, so tiny, so seemingly insignificant at times, can command such authority. They can pierce and dice the hardest exterior or provide the most extraordinary relief to the hurting heart. As we begin the meat of the message tomorrow, realize this. Your voice can be used in one of two ways. You will either be destructive or constructive. Here's a way to put it. Your voice is either the sharpest blade or a soothing balm. The sharpest blade or a soothing balm. Do you know anyone for whom nothing is ever good enough? Critiques, hurtful comments, inconsiderate questions 
are all they seem to be full of whenever they open their mouth. Their teeth are more like razor blades, their tongue like sandpaper, their voice like a whip. Oh, please God, let that never be said of me. Let that never be the reputation any of us has. Tomorrow, we're going to look at three thoughts on the program. Is your tongue, is it the sharpest blade or a soothing balm? Does it hold the highest wisdom or the hardest pride? Does it tell others of the greatest salvation or is it grievously silent? Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.